Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. Go green, go white. Still can't read, still can't write. Yikes, petty already. <laughs> uh, we are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minute. Matt, let's get right into our reactions. Folks, there's two elephants in the room. We'll get to those momentarily. For now, Matt, I think my reaction is, one, we had an interesting Sudoku game, uh, UGA at Vandy. By that, I mean, like, when you're playing Sudoku um, and, you know, you figure out, oh, this block is for sure mm-hmm. a five, and then, so this must be six, and it kind of helps all the other pieces Got it. fall into play. Vandy was crushed by Bama. Okay. Then they played competitively against Florida. They, the score was 24 to 38. Now Georgia this week just blasted them 45 to 14. So this should mean Georgia wins the SEC East, right? This should mean Georgia and Bama is a competitive championship game. I don't know about we'll competitiveness. Just saying, based on common opponents, it might be competitive. Uh, then we had Trace McSorley reminding us that he too plays football. Um, their running back, Saquon Barkley, was held to under 75 yards on the day, negative one in the first half. Pretty good second McSwirly, half. Pretty good second half. But McSwirly throws for 245, a TD, and gets another on the ground. Not a Heisman performance like he was hyped earlier in the season, but good enough to get the W. And we had the Wishbone Bowl, Navy versus Air Force. <laughs> Very exciting game. Check out the highlights if you haven't seen it. Final score was 45-48 in favor of the Middies. 12 TDs total. Matt, only three in the air. The rest were on the ground. Wow. Uh, Yeah, the Air Force Academy lateraled five times trying to get in the end zone on their final play as time expired. Very exciting game. What were your reactions? That was an interesting 20 seconds. Uh, I think, okay. just in general, I'm really disappointed in the Big Ten. I thought I used to think that they had the SEC handily at top, looking at Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. If we learned anything this weekend, it's that Michigan is an absolute pretender. So I would put Penn State in my contenders list. I'm still kind of up and down about Ohio State. Like, just because you throttled Maryland doesn't really make me want to move you up. I thought Alabama looked impressive again on the road. You know, they won by a reasonable margin this time, but still won. And then <laughs> Georgia just continues to go ham, man. I think they're, I think they're looking hot. We put those four teams against each other, Penn State and Ohio State against Alabama and Georgia. I don't know who the better two are there. I know who the, who the one is. Now, nah, yeah. two, three, four? I don't know. We'll see. Let's go through the roll call. Let's see how last week's games impacted the rankings for this week. When Evan says your name, please say here. Evan, go ahead and take us through the top 15. All right, folks. Number one, Alabama. No surprise. Number two, Clemson. No surprise. Then we have number three, Penn State. Number four, Georgia. Number five, Washington. Number six, TCU. Number seven, Wisconsin. Number eight, Washington State. Number nine, Ohio State. Number 10, Auburn. Number 11, Miami. Number 12, Oklahoma. Number 13, USC. Number 14, Oklahoma State. And rounding out the top 15, Virginia Tech. All right, folks. The big movers of the week within the top 25 as a whole, we had Oklahoma dropping nine spots to number 12 after losing to Iowa State, 38-31 at home. Notre Dame up five spots to 16 after defeating UNC, 33-10 in Chapel Hill. And we have Michigan dropping 10 spots to number 17 after losing to Michigan State, 14-10 in the big house. And welcome to the party. Few folks to welcome to the top twenty-five: number twenty-one, Michigan State; number twenty-three, Stanford; number twenty-four, Texas Tech; and number twenty-five, the midshipmen of the Naval Academy. Matt, anyone 
Anyone you want to send on a beer run? Yeah, Michigan. If you have five turnovers in a game, like that should be like a run rule. You know how like in rec baseball, if you get up by a certain amount, the game just kind of ends. Like five turnovers, you're done. You can't win. You you just lost. Go home. Please, you lost. I mean, hey, and folks, that Michigan State team is not that good. Michigan turned the ball over five times. They only scored seven points off of that. Like Michigan is so lucky they didn't just absolutely run up the score on them in the big house. So without taking too much wind out of our sails, I suppose we should transition to the elephant in the room. We had a couple upsets this weekend. We did. Where do you want to start? Uh, I think we should start in Norman, considering it happened first. So okay. we have Oklahoma has been held scoreless in just two quarters of football this season, Matt. Once against OSU in Columbus, mm-hmm. and once this weekend against the Iowa State Cyclones. Which, real quick, shout out to a friend of the pod, Eric Davis, ISU alum, go Cyclones. Anyways, ISU wins in Norman with a backup quarterback. Again, final score, 38-31. They also had a hell of a play from Joel Lanning. He played a little bit of QB, two for three for 25 yards, Mm -hmm. 35 additional yards on the ground. But he also played middle linebacker where he had eight tackles, one sack, and a fumble recovery. Quite impressive. Matt, was this a fluke for Oklahoma or signs of trouble to come? Oh, I think it's a sign of trouble, dude. I'm not buying Oklahoma in any way. I think they're a pretender. I thought they were a pretender. You gave up 45 to Baylor. Are you serious? Do you understand how bad Baylor is? They're not good. So, yeah. No, it's not a fluke. It's a big problem, which really makes me go back to the Ohio State game and be like, what happened there? Well, speaking of that, how much, if at all, is this going to hurt Ohio State uh, playoff dreams oh uh, it definitely puts a dent in because it doesn't you know we use that phrase quote unquote quality law i mean quality loss whatever that means doesn't look that quality the worst that oklahoma plays but that game for ohio state also wasn't close it wasn't a blocked field goal it wasn't a missed field goal at the end ohio state just got handled in the second half against oklahoma to a team that now gave up over 40 points to baylor and you lost to iowa state with their backup quarterback at home Shout out to first-year Iowa State head coach, Matt Campbell, former Toledo coach. Great hire. Got to love guys Great coming hire. out of the Mac, going to big schools, Mac getting Nation. things done, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, well, let's transition just to get your blood pressure a little higher to Ann Arbor. <laughs> Michigan loses at home 10-14 to against in-state rival Michigan State Spartans. The offense looked straight-up bad. I don't know how else to say it. John O'Corn throws three picks in a torrential downpour, and yet they continue to run the ball. I don't know why. Can't explain it. The defense, on the other hand, played quite well, actually. Michigan State scores a touchdown in the second quarter, and then from there on, the defense produced 10 straight stops. The Spartans, in that time, had 38 plays for a total of 76 yards, zero points. Michigan's offense, if you're wondering during that time, had one score, four punts, five turnovers. You just can't win the game when it's like that. Man, I think there's going to be a narrative out there about the weather because, I mean, it was a monsoon. Dude, How much dude, they you put it on? None. I put 0% on the weather. Zero. I, I mean, I agree. Mich- they looked atrocious before State the weather started. In this weather. Yeah, no, Michigan State pretty much controlled the ball the whole time. There was a glimmer in the third quarter where Michigan looked like they were turning it around, but... I don't know if I'm going to put it on the weather. How much of this do you put on Harbaugh? I don't, I don't know why you're saying that you thought that the it was bad that they tried to go back to the run game. Um, no, Michigan, I'm saying they should have. Oh, okay. Got it. 
Michigan's 23-0 and under Harbaugh when they rush for over 100 yards. I don't get why they fumbled once and then all of a sudden were like, all right, we can't do that. And they started going, you know, empty backfield, five wide, shotgun, you know, trying short pass, short pass, you know, out route or some kind of slant again and again. And they couldn't get any momentum. I mean, I really learned why John O'Corn is the backup last night. Yeah, there's absolutely no controversy at all. Now, they say, you know, rivalry games like this, records and stats go out the window. Is this more of that symptom, Michigan State getting it up for their in-state rival and Michigan just not? Or is this, hey, fellas, Spartans are back? It's neither. I don't think either team is good. Michigan's an absolute pretender. They looked atrocious last night. The intercept, the turnovers are just unexcusable. Five Michigan State couldn't even – they could only score seven points off five turnovers. You're, you're also not good. You had two mediocre teams just battling it out in primetime. So just to be clear, when I said in our preview pod that Michigan was not going to be in the Big Ten championship game and you scoffed at me, yeah. you are now – you've now come around to my side. Yes. You've taken the red pill and you've seen <laughs> the world the way it is. Okay, fine. Uh, I agree. Complete pretender. I think Harbaugh should be concerned – just on this final note, like my understanding is during Michigan State's 2012 season, where like they had a really good defense, their offense sucked, and they kind of imploded. There was a rift in the locker room. It's something Harbaugh, I think, should be very concerned about. Oh, great! I mean, it's been the story of, of of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, where I think their defense has been solid every year, and the offense has been skeptical at best. Which is odd because he's supposedly a quarterback whisperer. Yeah, I mean, this is the last like. You only have about one more year where you don't have all your guys, and him being a quarterback guy, you do need to have your quarterback in. But your quarterback is Brandon Peters, who you know was a distant third. And if he's a distant third of what we saw from O'Corn, holy yikes! So let's talk other contenders and pretenders. I'm going to go through the top fifteen, and you are going to okay. say whether you think the t- the team is a contender or a pretender. We're going to define contender as somebody who can legitimately qualify for the college football playoff. If I disagree, I'll stop you. If I agree, we'll move on to the next one. If it's and just to be clear for the audience, we're counting not only records and future games, but also how good is the team. Sure, I test. All right, and we're going to start, if it's all right with you, we're going to start at number four because we're going to say that Alabama, Clemson, and Penn State are all contenders. Agree? 100%. Okay. Georgia. Contender. Washington. Contender. TCU. Pretender. What? Why? Big 12 is not going to have a team there. Dude. They're not. Kenny Hill, baby. Get on the Kenny Hill train. They're not going. They're going to be great. They might even win out, but they're not going to be there. I'm sorry. If they're undefeated though, and Penn State loses to Ohio State, you have two one-loss teams. You're going to take an undefeated TCU over a one-loss Penn State and a one-loss Ohio State. I think it highly depends on the Penn State Ohio State game and how that goes. Yikes. If it's real close, what if it's 45-48 with a game-winning field goal as time expires? But uh, against an undefeated, you got to take the undefeated. I think. Hmm. I don't know if the committee agrees with that. We'll see. Wisconsin. Contender. Really? Why? Defensively, I, think, I don't think they I, stack up against either Penn State, Ohio State, any anyone else who's at Bama, Clemson, Washington. Their defense isn't close. Well, one, we're talking about making the playoffs, not necessarily how good are you against Bama. Fair. So I think the winner of the Big Ten is going. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's outrageous thought that Wisconsin could best Ohio State. Okay. Penn State, I think, is a much closer game. I, I still don't think that's an outrageous assertion to say Wisconsin could beat Penn State. Washington State. Contender. 
Ohio State. Apple Cup, baby, is going to be the biggest game Agreed. in the Pac-12 in a long time. It's going to be fun. Ohio State. Yeah, can't wait. Contender. Auburn. Pretender. Miami. Pretender. Oklahoma. Pretender. USC. Pains me to say. Pretender. Thank you. I appreciate you coming to that conclusion. If I can agree on Michigan, you can agree on them. So, out of the pack, then, you're saying it's between the winner of the Apple Cup. It's the Apple Cup. Got it. Agree. It's the Apple Oklahoma State. Pretender. Virginia Tech. Pretender. All right. Agree and agree. Stay tuned. I do think some team out of the top ten that we don't know yet, or I would consider like Washington State at the eight spot, who's not really getting a lot of national love, could be in that, is in the college football hunt in a bigger way than people think. Let me Let me just... Throw this one out okay. there. Is it humanly possible Utah somehow stumbles into it? I would love to see that, but they just lost over the weekend. So you're I they need to win this weekend for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if they represent the South, can they stumble into and it? win the Pac twelve title game? They beat the winner of the the Apple Cup. Yeah. Okay. I would consider them in the same way that I would consider a one loss Penn State or a one loss Ohio State. East Coast people probably won't, which is like most of ESPN and people who vote on college football stuff. But Exactly. I, that, yeah. I think that's Utah's real thing. Okay. Yeah, agree. Agree. Uh, so we had one hold-me-back moment from last week. Nick Saban referred me. to the press and the positive press that's being written about Alabama as rat poison for the Crimson Tide. And he says he does his best every week to get his team to listen to him and not to the media. Love it. I love Coach Absolutely. Aiden, right? He's the best. Rat poison. He's the best. Good God. All right, Evan, let's talk next week. You ready to pick him? All right, let's do it. Quick recap of uh, last week. Matt wins two weeks in a row, folks. He went 7-3. and three. I went 6-4. and four. How you he like is now at them apples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is now at 40-17. and 17. Two games ahead. Anyways, looking at this week, we have a lot of agreement. Roll real quick through the Big Ten games. We got Maryland hosting Northwestern. We're both taking Maryland. Wisconsin, number seven, hosting that feisty Purdue team. But again, it's in Camp Randall. We're both taking Wisconsin. Yep. We have Illinois hosting Rutgers. My God, is they that They both might lose stinker. that game. Maybe the first time college entirely possible. Yep. It's entirely possible. Uh, we're both taking the Illini. Then we have Nebraska hosting Ohio State. We're both taking Ohio State. And then Indiana is hosting Michigan. And, folks, speaking of Sudoku game, this is where, like, we're really going to find out, was the Michigan State game a fluke? I don't think it was, but if it was a fluke, we'll see how they played. Indiana will be the first opponent that Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan all played. Penn State and Ohio State handled them. So if Michigan struggles, I think that's bad signs for the Penn State game the following week. Then national level games, we have number 12, Oklahoma and Texas going to Jerry's World for Red the River Rivalry. Red River Rivalry. Yes, sir. We're both taking the Sooners, but rivalry game, you never know. We'll see how that turns out. We have number 23, Stanford hosting Oregon. We're both taking Stanford. The two games we disagree. In Big Ten play, we have Minnesota hosting number 21, Michigan State. I'm taking Michigan State. I think they're going to roll momentum off that in-state rival, and Minnesota just honestly hasn't impressed me as much as I thought they would under first-year head coach P.J. Fleck. I took Minnesota because they're playing at home. You know how I feel about home teams in October. I also just I think we were more impressed with Michigan State because we wanted to be impressed with Michigan, but 
both teams are actually just mediocre, and so is Minnesota, and so is Michigan State. So in a battle of mediocre teams, I'm taking the home team. Fair, fair. We'll see. And then we have on the West Coast, speaking of Utah needing to win this game, number 13 USC hosting Utah. Explain how you can just pick Utah as a potential contender, and then you pick USC. Well, one, I want to remind the folks at home, I literally phrased it as, could they stumble into it? So it's not like I'm a huge Utah fan, although... I am a bit of a die-easy Utah guy. I don't know why I've always liked them. Maybe it's the uniforms. I also stopped at their campus when I was driving across country. Beautiful campus. Anyways, part of this is also, Matt, I'm just trying to get back control of Pick'em. Can't be taking too many dogs in that scenario. <laughs> TBH. I'm not going to be mad if I lose this one. Fair. I mean, I think Utah is a possible contender. Right? It, you know, They lost to Stanford by three last week. Who knows? We'll see. I, the Pac-12 actually looks... Strong for now, probably not getting as much love as they do as they should because of the East Coast bias that exists in college football. But Washington, number five, Washington State, number eight. Conference looking solid right now. Agreed, agreed. All right, before we head out, uh, we had one fat head of the week nominee from last week. The okay. Western Michigan and Buffalo football teams, 71 68. It's the highest scoring FBS game ever. Uh, Western Michigan's basketball team scored less than 71 points 12 times last season. Oh boy. That was a check. I didn't watch it. Yeah. You know, Mac game, but check the highlights on that one, folks. That was Little a row the boat. Game Spirit living bit. on. Yeah. So the fathead nominee, though, is Western tight end Donnie Emsberger's sister runs onto the field to celebrate with him during this meeting about scoring a touchdown. Not only does she get kicked out of the game, Western Michigan gets penalized by the <laughs> gets penalized <laughs> on the extra point. For excessive celebration, they back it up 15, personal foul, uh, but still make the extra point. Which in the end, helped close out that three-point victory, though. True. Like, I mean... It, I'm excited for the touchdown, but stay in the stands, You're not going to run onto the field if I ever score a touchdown no. in a game? No, no. All right. Two other positive shout-outs. We will post on Facebook and on Twitter. The Tim Tebow Nissan commercial was hysterical, heavy on the floor, yes, where they come out in the Halloween costumes. They're all in Tebow stuff, and then the baseball player comes out. He goes, what are you, me too? He goes, no, I'm a baseball player. <laughs> it's Two other quick shouts. College game day, actually going to a college campus next week, headed to Harrisonburg, Woo! Virginia, home of the Fighting Dukes. James Madison carries the longest win streak in FCS, is hosting Villanova next week. Props to game day for shouting out uh, FCS football. And Kansas State head coach Bill Schneider coached on his 78th birthday over the weekend a double overtime Ooh. loss to texas 34 40 happy birthday coach schneider happy birthday coach but can we talk about how game day wouldn't go to the ice palace Dude. when they had two at two Bush league top five I matchups i know penguins man who unfortunately unfortunately went just down. lost to uh, south dakota They'd... but game day could have gone there that's all i'm saying nah, they, they had to go to times square had to go to times square so thank you so much folks for tuning in enjoy this at the water coolers and spark up the discussion if any topics we missed or want feedback on remember you can find us on facebook at 15 minute you on twitter at 15 menu and evan underscore 15 menu uh, remember you can find us on itunes apple Podcasts, google play or wherever else you get your fine podcasts hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode thank you folks remember don't pick them like my brother and don't pick them like my brother Doing worse on the time. You mean better? You think so? Nah, we're at, we're at uh, 23 minutes. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I think last podcast we were at like 27. I think on Facebook or Twitter you should post the uh, 
the Star Wars analogy. What do you mean? Like ranking all. Oh. Give all